hear us herein, the hosts of the hour, first to follow the fox named Neve, with books laid before the bear named M to read and retire around the long fire. Hi, that's so fancy. I feel so welcome. <laughs> um, it's our first like actual episode. I know. You wrote a whole thing. Uh huh. We have to live up to that. The uh, the real thing is sometimes I just like in my head. This is a thing that like gets talked about in um honestly like it comes up in sagas but then also will come up in like later Icelandic books. I think some people like once you just get in your head like these verse styles, you will sometimes just start hitting alliterations and then building them in your head. So that's how I came about like writing this is I just mm-hmm. uh it was uh read and retire around the long fire that like came into my head and then i was just like well i'm building a stanza around this <laughs> um that's fine at least it is my place to be the uh the novice here um from the jump i don't know how to pronounce any of these names mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, but... i wanted to i wanted to get into how much do you want me to like correct pronunciations i guess you, you you are welcome to try. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, the the one thing that's annoying to me that I understand why they do it for English readers, but mm. the uh, just changing all of the F like letters into D's is just very frustrating because those mm-hmm. are two separate letters in like Old Norse and Icelandic. Um, same with just like getting rid of all of the like accents and umlaut the umlaut over the o and stuff. Yeah. Um, because then I also I often have to look it up and be like, okay, is this an F or not? <laughs> um. Well, we'll but, have to do our best. You will have to yeah. let me know because I don't know any of this. Uh, the one where, so like, uh, Odin. It is Othin, but I just feel like that one is like so firmly, like known as Odin that I I'm fine with us just saying Odin. Odin, yeah. Um, That's fair. Um, we're here to read uh the Volsung Saga, chapters one through twelve. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this kind of so when I was breaking this up, I intentionally, uh got us right up to the point where the actual hero of the saga is going to be born. Um, this is a thing that's going to happen a lot in sagas to, to some degree, depending on like how long it is, especially um, shorter ones will often get way more to the main character. Um, but like, I think one of the dominant theories for why prose developed in Iceland was that it was important for writing down laws and lineages um because then you wanted like the accuracy of like this specific word means this thing um we're gonna like adopt the the far more uh detailed phonetic like roman alphabet over the the runic one which is a little bit more like loosey-goosey and you know runes can mean lots of different letters um and so all this sort of develops around like Laws are important because you need to be able to make sure that you're accurately describing what the laws are in this like new weird government that you're setting up. Um, and then lineages are important because you need to establish that people have the right to rule. <laughs> so um, a lot of sagas will start with essentially the lineage of the, the main character. Um, that's basically what we get here going all the way back to, to essentially Odin. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this one in particular would be fun to just kind of go chapter by chapter a little bit since um, there's a lot of like self-contained little uh, fables and stories in this one. Yeah, we can do that. We hadn't really we both were like, we don't want to write a lot of notes. Um, I figured a more open discussion of this would be more appropriate than book report style. But it it is just a, a, a... an annal of things happening. <laughs> Most of them unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, extremely legends happening in this book right now. Yeah. Um, including like, so the, the first one, um, 
with Odin. And then there's the story of like Siggy. Um, and then what? Uh, Skathi has the, the thrall breathy and then uh, kills the thrall because yeah, he's better at literally on, literally on page one, <laughs> there's the line in this book uh, that is, uh, Breathy was well informed in the things he had to do. He equaled equal in skills and accomplishments to those who th- were thought more worthy, and he was better than some. And I'm like, man, I feel like Breathy all the time. I love this guy. Turn the page. He's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just immediately gets gets killed for, in some ways, being better than some. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I know, like, this one, there's some speculation that... um. Because the name Scathy here is like uh also a uh a goddess of like the hunt that existed. Mm-hmm. So some of it is like, oh, are they like mixing up some uh legend about the gods in general? Um But yeah, then the this sort of gets us uh Odin helping guide Siggy out of this trouble. The the um, thing the thing that surprised me about this is someone who's read a good amount of like mythic literature is there's no there's not a lot of like moralizing attached to this Mm -hmm. uh siggy did an evil thing like a petty thing and an evil thing and odin's like and then we just follow him as odin like leads him and it's not like odin swore that he would like rue that his family line blah 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 like there's none of that uh that you would find in like a like a greek myth or something it's just uh here we go we're following this guy he did an evil thing and that doesn't really matter he's gonna go get some warships and you know be a king yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny that the one that's going to be about, like, you know, uh, like, Volsunga Saga probably existing in large part to establish the, like, lineage of the Danish kings going back to Odin is, like, literally the first guy from, like, Odin to the, the like, mortal line mm-hmm. uh, doing, like, one of the worst crimes that you can do, which is... Um, committing murder which in like the the old norse world was defined as not just killing someone but trying to conceal the act yes um it was like a lighter sentence if you killed someone and then proudly announced it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um yeah just immediately starts with the murderer uh and then he goes on to become king and he gets a wife um and uh has a son but then like and he gets betrayed by his wife's like family which is a recurring bit just don't trust your in-laws i guess um (laughs) yeah but again it's not like i i was surprised at how little this was set up as like the tragic fall of the king who was built on false pretense or whatever right there's a lot of that throughout this just uh morally ambivalent in a way that i find kind of refreshing yeah um i wonder it's it's been a while since i've like read through all of this mm. um but i i remember once we get to theater who's like the main hero of this mm-hmm. um who's about to be born at the the point that we've uh reached here um i feel like a lot of, more of that becomes about like trying to test him and, and analyze him and because he is supposed to be like the most heroic and um like valiant of the line mm. um and so I think we might get a little bit more moralizing there, but I'm actually not sure. Cause also this is true of a lot of sagas, but I feel like this one in particular is like very, very concise and terse. Like it just tells you what happened is like in and out. <laughs> um, there's yes. some great line later on. That's just like, uh, what is it? It's, it's, um, the end of chapter 11 where it's, uh, now it was, as they say, no one is able against many. <laughs> Yes. Um, just though, like... though that does come right on the heels of Odin just going, nope, no more boons. Get fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's the son of Siggy. Yeah. Uh, rarer who, yeah. who, who is took trying much to have booty a kid. for himself. Yeah. Great line. <laughs> Um, yeah, once a kid, yeah. um, beseeches, uh, Frigg. Is that how you say that? I assume. Yeah. Frigg. 
and then uh, told Odin. And then another great line in translation here is Odin was not without resources, which is how I want yeah. every god to respond when I pray to them. <laughs> I am not without yeah. resources. Then I get what I want. Uh, beautiful. Um, but sends a wish maiden um, with an apple. Uh, <laughs> and, like shaped as a crow. And this character comes back in like a chapter in a way that is like weird. Yeah. Um, I also love the detail of just like uh, a crow comes and like brings an apple and drops it into uh, Rara's lap, and mm. he's just immediately like, "Ah, oh, I know what this is." <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then they they finally have a child, um, or well, she gets pregnant, and then uh, yeah. Velsung is like, what? Uh, there's like six years. Yeah. Yes. She is pregnant for six years with this child as her husband goes off and dies. Um, and, uh, she realizes that she needs the child cut from her. And so she dies and he comes out like, full, like a six year old and kisses her as she dies. Uh, yeah. Normal behavior. Um, and as a note, the. The name uh, Volsung here probably comes from like a, a misinterpretation of um, what is it? Uh, Whalesung, which would be like the the son of whales, mm-hmm. um, in you know other older stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But here it just becomes a name, and it, it is particularly strange here, even in like the the construction in Old Norse or in Icelandic, because usually this ung does denote like a a line rather than a. Like it's a like a line of people rather than a, a specific individual in that lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's just strange that there's like a character named this, but then the saga itself is about his line. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then he grows up big and strong and cool, um, and then marries the 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 wish granter who was a crow. Uh, I'm not even gonna. You gotta help me with this one. Um. Oh, Hlyoth? Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, Hlyoth is... It's weird because, like, this is... Pre- it's not really, meant, like, remarked upon, but she is basically, like, like his, like... Like, she helped birth him in, like, a metaphysical way. His metaphysical midwife. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to get, like, even wilder incest as this goes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we have that this week. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> yeah um oh yeah and then they they um there's this tree barn stock that's like in the the middle of the um giant hall that he builds yeah um which and then has... becomes important because we're gonna get a, a sword in that like mythic tree um yeah he has uh 10 kids or 10 sons and one daughter yeah um and it's uh which the, gives us uh six oh go ahead yeah the 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 oldest uh bro like the oldest brother and sister they are twins yes um, uh and then i'm trying to remember if we get what else we get before we get the great scene of uh odin appears um but we just get his like disguise described here. Um, but if you're if you've read some of these, you immediately recognize. Oh, he only has one eye. Uh, he's gray with old age. He's got his like hood up and everything. Um, that's Odin, and he he puts the sword into the the tree, um, all the way down to the hilt, and then says, "Whoever can." Oh, this is pull this is during. Th- this is during the bit where uh, Sigurd comes and wants to marry Signy. And she is not into it. This is why this contest happens in the first place. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Which will then Signe being the, the uh, oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. the only daughter, I guess. Um, Yeah. And then uh, basically everyone tries to draw it. um, And then it's the, the oldest son, Sigmund Deer, who pulls it out. Yeah, um, which is not, this is not a contest for, she is already, bet- like, her father's immediately like, oh, yeah, you should get married to uh, Sigir here. Um, Sig- it is just a contest for valor and uh, 
Sigmund takes it. Yeah. Um, and Sigmund is like offended at this. Yeah. It's um, his party. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, Sigmund is just like, well, you could have pulled it out. You didn't like, <laughs> um, so then what basically immediately, uh, Sigir decides to go, uh, back home. He, he's all upset at this affront and then plots revenge, which is essentially, uh, invites them all to come over and is going to, uh, ambush them when they arrive. You can't trust in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> um, And so, yeah, Volsung shows up with his ten sons, and it goes uh, very badly. Yeah, so the uh, he dies in the the initial fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where, where Signe even comes up and is like, turn around, like he has a huge force. Um, and, you know, being a, a heroic figure here, uh, Volsung's like, I, I must face my fate. Like, I've never turned back from a battle. I'm not going to run away now. Um, that would be unmanly of me. Um, I'm going to go, even if I die here, I'm going to like go face my death. Um, so of course he immediately beefs it. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we get this, uh, is that in this? Yeah. in this, uh, chapter uh, as well. In chapter five, we get the, the she wolf. Um, well, first we get, so everyone's going to be put, like, the brothers are all captured, and they're all going to be put to get death, and Signy's like, well, I, I would like you to spare them. Maybe you could just, like, put them in stocks, uh, yeah, and uh, don't do anything for them. It wouldn't work. And he's like, well, if you just want them to just, like, waste away and die, then that's fine, because that's way worse than what I was going to do, which is, like, slight them immediately, um, and thus does that. <laughs> yeah. Um... And so then this the she wolf comes and uh, is eating the uh, nine nights in a row is, is eating the brothers one by one, um, while the others uh, I yeah. guess just have to Leaving watch. Only Sigmund. Horror. It's really nice. It's really nice that they left the guy with a name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. None of the other brothers get names. Uh, you just know that like nothing good's gonna come of them. Um, but and then there's a note that uh, the she wolf may have been Sigir's mother. Uh, with witchcraft and sorcery, assuming the shape of the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, on the final night where where Sigmund is gonna be, um, eaten, Signy sends out uh, um, I forget the like exact relation to her, but I mean it's basically like some sort of servant, mm-hmm. uh, to to put a bunch of like honey on his face, mm-hmm. um, and so when the the wolf comes. Um, she like licks the face and tries to was supposed to, I think also put a bunch of honey in uh, his mouth in mouth. Yes. Um, yeah. And so then when the, the wolf like sticks the tongue in his mouth to, to try and lick out the honey, um, Sigmund rips her tongue out, <laughs> um, which causes her to destroy the tree he's tied to in her like throws. Yeah. Um, um, and it, and he, he bit her tongue so tightly that it leads to her dying, which is, um, man, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very intense death. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, this guy, uh, French and wolves leading to their deaths. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so Signy, uh, Signy sends, um, her two sons that she had by Sigir, uh, mm-hmm. out to Sigmundir, uh, one after the other. Um, and there's this like test that Sigmundir has where he's like, oh, make some bread while I'm out looking for wood. Um, and, uh, it's, it's going to be revealed that there's like a very poisonous snake in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the two boys uh, who are the sons of Sigir are like, uh, I heard something moving in the the sack of flour and I was scared, so I, I didn't, uh, you know, didn't go use it. Um, and then uh, at Signy's request, both are killed. <laughs> yes, uh, both sons for for being failures to be able to avenge uh, the death of her father. Mm-hmm. Um, So now we get the the true like big incest moment in this story. Um 
which in order to enact her revenge, uh, Signy meets with a sorceress, um, and they exchange shapes. So the, the, uh, witch goes to Sigir to, to lay in his bed. And then Signy goes, um, and sees Sigmundir, uh, for three nights. Um, and they have a, a son together, uh, through this magic, um, who is named Sinfjotli. Um, and him being not born of, of Sigir, this like wicked man, uh, is, you know, great and powerful and, uh, you know, is not afraid of the flower and in fact, just like needs the poisonous snake into it. Um, (laughs) it's hardcore. This, this child is like, you know, those like pictures of like those buff bodybuilding children. That's what this guy is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so they basically, uh, Sigmundir and Sinfjotli live together for a while. Um, at some point, I forget exactly how they get the wolf skins. They just like come across some people, um, who, who have them, but they ended up, uh, ended up putting on wolf skins and turning into werewolves for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, go around killing people and, uh, doing sort of this contest with it. Um, where, yeah, Sinfjotli uh, ends up taking on more men and is wounded. Uh, Sigir said, like, if you see that more than this many men, like, call me to come help. Um, but he, he doesn't call for help, but is wounded. Uh, but then uh, Sigmundir remembers when he saw two weasels that, like, one bit the other. Or no, or does he bite Sinfjotli? I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at this now. Mm. <laughs> yeah no they uh, fought because they argued yes. about the who him rushing off and killing the guy <clears> without <throat> calling for help and they have a big fight and he bites him um but then sees a vision of the weasels enacting the same thing and being cured by a plant which he then uses yeah a raven just happens to fly by at that moment then with a leaf from the plant yeah. um and he uses and of course raven crows these being symbols of odin so um once again, Odin's in here, making sure that the the family line can continue to at least get us to uh, see Arthur. Um, uh, so yeah, I if this they is, decide I, it's time. They decide it's time to enact vengeance. So this part is a lot. So they go in, um, and uh, Sigler apparently just doesn't has not know. There's no report on what Seeger thought about three of his kids being presumably like murdered and like disappeared, never to be seen again. Um, (laughs) But he's got two more now already. They got they got more kids. Um, And uh, they are like, as the the two murderers are sneaking into the hall to enact this grand revenge, the kids run chasing like a, a golden toy and find these two big hulking like forest men ready to murder them all and go and report back. Um, and it's a whole deal. And, uh, Signy is like, oh, I think you should kill these two kids. I think that would solve your problem immediately. You should kill them right now. And <laughs> Sigmundir says, uh, I will not kill your children, even if they have betrayed me, says man who has killed two children before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why now? Why now? Why have you decided yeah. this is the moment? <laughs> uh, but here, Sigmundir is like, I'm fine killing some kids. I love kid- killing yeah. kids. Yes. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Um, I forget where it is in here, too, that because uh, Sigmundir doesn't know that that Sinfjotli is his son. Yeah. Um, and so he thinks that uh, he's Sigir's son and is like, kid has bad vibes because of this. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, they get captured, unfortunately. Um, and the, the king throws them into like, he, he builds a big like hill and chains them on either side of it. Um, yeah. So this is specifically like, a uh, Karn, which like, so a lot of burial, especially for like warriors and like a normal person might not get this, but like a warrior, they would like build like a giant mound over them. Um, mm. And so I think there's like there's a giant metal plate that's in between the two of them, but they're like inside a burial mound. Okay. Um, but with like some room in there. 
so like a giant hill is built, but it's like basically built over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's essentially a buried alive, but like instead of digging down, you just build on top of them. Um, yeah. um, Signy sneaks some food to them in a bundle of uh, straw. And when they go like digging with their feet, I assume, cause they're tied up into the mound, uh, Sinfieldly finds the sword. Yeah. And throws it up in, into the slab and it like saws the rock and they get free. Ready to do some murdering once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this being the, the super powerful sword that Odin put into the, the tree trunk. So yes. um, it's important to track the sword because it, it's a key sword throughout this. So um, um anyway, when they come in yeah, to do their they, big revenge, then they this, go and uh, this is where Signe announces that she has uh, set this all in motion and that uh, uh, and Sin Fjordli is her is his son as well. Um, what happened? And uh, she, because she has done all of this and ex- exhausted herself on this plan for revenge, she no longer wants to live once it's achieved and uh, kisses them both and walks into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because they set fire to like the great hall. Yeah. Um, some of this too is like this again the saga is like not really judging any of these characters very much but i think she's also doing this like all of this is this sense of like duty that i feel like i have to my family to get revenge but also within like the structure of society i also have like a a duty or like connection to to my husband and so even though i hated him uh and i've like worked to kill him i still have to die with him Mm -hmm. uh I think is also part of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just great when, as she walks into the fire. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I think they, they basically just uh, gather a bunch of forces. Um, what Sigmund Deer marries uh, Borg Hilder, um, which may or may not uh, often when you see like Hildur at the end uh, that suggests that they could be a, a Valkyrie. Um, I don't know if that one ever fully gets like confirmed in this. Um, mm. uh, and then um, when does Helgi come along? Literally uh, the next line. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- then uh, it's it's Sigmundir and um, Borghildr who uh, give birth to Helgi. Yeah. Um, and then Helgi grows up to be another strapping young lad who does a lot of murder. And uh, Sinfjotli goes out with him riding as like his uh, lieutenant, I guess. <laughs> Both commanded the men mm-hmm. is how the chapter ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, then... Uh, Eventually, while they're they're going around being Vikings and raiding things, uh, Helgi comes across a king called Hundinger, um, and there's sort of a, a battle here, um, and he he basically kills like, you know, his all of Hunding's important sons. Um, so we've got uh, Alvir, Aelvir, uh, Herwarther, and Hogbarther. Uh, all of them go down. Um, I think I forget exactly how this comes back, but I know uh, we're going to get some stuff with Hunding sons or like, like Hunding Ahers. Um, I'm looking through because this chapter with the marriage to Sigrun is the one that has fallen the most out of my brain in the last like two days. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, because well, we also get the competition, oh, right? He, well, yeah, he runs across um, Sigrun, and she says she's promised to uh, Hodron. Um, Which one? Oh, yeah, she's the daughter of Hugni and is, uh, yeah, yeah, Hodbrother. Yeah. Yeah. And she does not want to do that. <laughs> She'd really oh. like it if someone came and murdered him and saved her from his marriage. Yeah. Um, so Helgi basically does that. Um, and th- yeah, when he goes to do that, that's when they have this big 
Is this where they have the big like insult off? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we get it. We get a bunch of insults. Um, a number of them are around this uh, idea of like ergi that existed in uh, old Norse stuff, which was specifically like. So it was like unmanliness and, and specifically around like uh, effeminacy and those sorts of uh, aspects of it where like being the, the person who is like fucking another man is fine, but being fucked by another man is not like tops are fine. Bottoms aren't in this like ergy construction. How little things um, have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we basically get somewhere like, I think there's even one where like one of them is saying something about like, uh, like I fucked you or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's good there when we eventually do the Adas, um, there's like a, an entire poem that's just, uh, everyone doing like an insult battle with, uh, Loki and it's, it's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we get a, we get a number of those in here. Uh, and then, um, I think this, this culminates into a fight, right? Yeah. The, the battle happens at a place called Freakistein, which is a great name. I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced, but that's what's yeah. written on the page here. Uh, Frekestein. Okay. Close enough. I'll take um, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, ends up winning and marrying Sigrun um, mm-hmm. as part of this. So um, then uh, I know that, that Sinfiotli dies at some point around here. Well, so, yeah, so he becomes king. It, the, the chapter's literally like, and he is out of the saga. Forget this guy. Doesn't matter. Never think yeah. about him again. <laughs> um, and so uh, Sinfiotli goes back to just doing war, because that's all he does. Um, yeah. And he uh, finds a woman that he's like, oh, this is who I'm going to marry. Unfortunately, she's the brother of uh, Borghilda, the wife of King Sigmund. We've already met back in the day. He's already back at home, chilling out. Enjoying yeah. being retired from being in sagas. <laughs> and so he, he they immediately have a big fight and he gets killed. Uh the brother, not uh Sinfioli. And um you know, when this all happens, the king finds out and you know his wife's brother's been killed. She's not too happy about it. Um he even he offers her gold, um, even though like there was no impropriety done in this slaying, um, just to try to cheer her up. She's still not having it having a bad time yeah so at the funeral they have a big banquet everyone comes including sinfiotli um and she goes up to him and is like drink this thing stepson he's like no i'm not gonna do it and sigmund grabs it it's like it's fine and tosses it down and she brings another thing and says drink this and he's like no i'm not it's poison drinks and then uh sigmund drinks that again the third time this happens uh sinfiotli is like i don't want to do this and uh his you know uh, his father's like, oh, who's now very drunk, having drank two drinks. Big, I assume they're big drinks. Is like, oh, you big baby, drink the damn thing. And he drinks it and it's poison and he immediately dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just funny too because they there's this part where they like very clearly set up with the, the poison snake in the bread mm-hmm. that um, Sinfiotli can, can tolerate poison on his skin, but not when he eats it. Oh, so, right. Sigmund's just immune. Yeah, Sigmundir is able to eat the poison bread, but yes. he's like, I'm going to have to get some different food for you because it's fine yes. that you were touching the poison, but you can't eat it, but I can eat it. Yeah. Um, we like get that set up specifically so that here, <clears throat> like it's totally fine that uh, Sigmundir is just drinking all of this poisoned ale. Um, mm. um, anyway, now that Sinfiotli is dead, he you know, gathers his son up and takes him out and Odin helps bear them across uh, like a fjord and a boat and then disappears. And then he's like, damn, uh, and immediately comes home and kicks his wife out. Yeah. Then she died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, and then he was fine and he was the greatest king we've ever had. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get introduced to another king uh, named Elemi. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this daughter named Hjordis, uh, mm-hmm. 
and uh you know king sigmundir hears of her and is like well she's the fairest and wisest of all the women what a great match for me um because i'm such a good king uh and so uh he ends up going uh trying to win her hand um but runs into uh king lingvi who's the oh yeah here's where we get one of the sons of um hundinger uh so mm-hmm. king lingvi who's one of the sons uh had also come and uh we get a little bit of um this like competition here um but basically like sigmund is just obviously the better choice um, he, he just puts it to her because she's like apparently very very wise and he's like you need to pick one uh you can't just have both she's like well i'm gonna pick uh sigmund because he's great even though he's old yeah um, he's old but he's like fantastic <laughs> yes um and so they 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 feast uh-huh. and uh that's all great. Unfortunately, uh, Lingvi gathers his brothers and decides to do something about it. Yeah. Um, and we get, uh, is this the first explicit mention of, of Hunlin? Cause we're, we're eventually going to get, uh, Attila the Hun as a character named Atli in here. Um, mm. he hasn't come up yet, but, um, yeah, we, we get like some Huns mixed in here. Um, yeah. I think this is the first like big mention we get of it. Um, but yeah, they they uh basically go and attack. Um and I think this is when uh King Sigmundur eventually dies. Yes. This uh, is where in the middle of being at the front of his army, an old man getting everything done, killing guys left and right, um, an old man with a wide brim hat and one eye shows up and holds his spear up, and when he goes to swing his sword, it shatters on the spear and he dies. Odin said, yeah. no more. No more heroes. Yeah. And we get that great line of, uh, now it was, as they say, no one is able against many. Um, yeah, if many is uh, Odin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Sigmundir's been able against many multiple times already, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's because he had the sweet sword. Yeah. Um, uh, but basically, yeah, Odin's coming in here being like, because Odin clearly must know what um, Yordis knows, which is that uh, she's already pregnant with Sigmundir's child. Yes. Because um, this will then become the the big, uh, his like dying breath, basically. Um, I think, is it that uh, he then passes on? He learns that uh, Yordis is going to have a... a child and passes on the the shards yeah. of the sword yeah he literally is like oh take the take the pieces and they will be forged into graham and our son will bear it and be great greater than me even yeah um you know i hate it when the like my patron deity takes my sword away by destroying it uh in the heat of battle and so then i i die but i do love to pass on the shards to my uh child who will be able to reforge it into an even better sword um yeah um anyway uh Hildris then is like well you know the other guy's coming i don't want to be his bride uh let's do like a clothing swap with my uh with my servant just a real turn a gundam happening immediately here <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it basically seems to to fool everyone until uh finally um we get uh is it king alvir who's the one who who recognizes my book just says alf but yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) um this name here being like the root for elf um okay but uh yeah most uh masculine names in uh like old norse and icelandic uh, and in, so in, in Old Norse, it was just an R and then mm-hmm. in modern Icelandic, it's turned into UR. Um, mm-hmm. but they always get dropped in like these saga versions because, uh, they just go with the root of the name, but it's just always weird to me because like, if you know someone from Iceland who speaks English, they're going to be like, my name's Olivier, not like Olaf. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, yeah, so we get we get King Olivier here, uh, and he recognizes something is up, um, 
and uh, gets this, how do you note the break of day when the night grows long if you cannot see the heavenly bodies? Um, and the maidservant who's posing as the, the uh, you know, noble woman here uh, answers about how she had a habit of drinking uh, quite a bit before dawn. And even though she stopped doing that, she still wakes up at that same time um, and then asks the, the uh, you know, king's daughter <clears throat> posing as the maid woman. And she's like, oh, I have this magical ring that <laughs> turns cold just before daybreak. Um, as a note, he's already gotten both of them drunk here. So I guess that's like part of why they're giving up the game. But they're um, still really bad at this. Yeah, <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> Freaky Friday ever. It, it's still like an amazing that they they got on so long with this like <laughs> this ruse, but um, yeah. And so then uh, immediately, Alvia recognizes uh, that you know the maid servant is in fact Hurtis, the king's daughter, um, and says, "You'll be my wife. Uh, I'll pay your dowry, and um, you know you'll have like the kid that you have and be yeah. a part of my family, essentially." Um, and that's where we end because we're, we're about to get then the hero being born. Um, I love how, how quickly he's probably going to be born. And again, it's been a while since I've like read the, or reread this last, um, but I feel like heroes always just like come out of the womb, just swinging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's, there's just a, a brevity that is like astonishing to this. Yeah. Um, um, it's good. I, I was really taken aback. I was expecting something more um, stayed and like a little more like elaborate and it just being kind of like, I don't think this is like a, a like goofy, but there's like a wryness to it that I think is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, like a... what are you gonna what are you gonna do against the fickleness of fate, uh, other than kind of shrug and roll with it? <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's a certain amount too to which like the way that um, and obviously different sagas that we read are gonna have slightly different prose style. Some of them are mm-hmm. gonna be a little bit wordier, but I feel like there's still usually this like um, they they tend to be similarly like concise or to the point. Um, especially around action scenes. Like I can't think of a single saga that I've ever read that will like describe a fight Um, Mm. beyond. Sometimes it'll be like a pretty small one. And so then it might tell you like this guy cut off this guy's leg. And it's just like, so like blunt, like this is what happened. Uh, We get a little bit of this here with like, he bit, he bites off the tongue and then like she bleeds to death or whatever, or like the pain is so bad or whatever. (laughs) Um and so much of it just seems to like embrace this like so many of these uh stories are about this kind of impossibility of facing fate and so when it comes down to the like people's deaths and everything it's always just so like and then they just walked into the fire and they were dead <laughs> um like what what are you going to do uh it's true Easy come, um, easy go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed this. And then when hitting chapter four, I was like, damn, really? Already? You kidding me? Come on. Um, yeah, no, this, this goes so quick. It is going to slow down a little bit now that we get to um, see Arthur because he's like the, you know, he is the man of the hour. He's the, mm-hmm. the one that most of this is about. Um, yeah, that's, but uh, that's we're going to get we're going to get some great stuff around him as well. Um, I mean, some of it is that he's just going to do a lot more shit than some of these characters who appear to like get into one squabble and then immediately die. <laughs> yes. Um, I forgot how much uh, Odin shows up in these first 12 chapters. Um, I knew that he kind of recurred throughout the saga, um, mm-hmm. but it's great how often he's just showing up like every moment along the line, basically. I, I like this because it, it feels like they didn't like 
it's not like they made a pact with Odin. He just kind of took them under his wing and uh, that's great. Also cursed, just like bad, you know? If you want to live a normal uh-huh. life, don't become Odin's pet project. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, next time we're going to, we're going to get Odin's biggest pet project. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, it'll be fun when we, when we get to some, uh, again, this being like a legendary saga, uh, there's just so much like weird shit that happens in this, in the way yes. that, um, you know, when we get to some of the Icelandic sagas, it's so much more grounded in, like I am a person writing this living in Iceland about events that happened here. And so even if there are 200 years in the past, I'm like still imagining my modern existence more uh, rather than being mm. like, uh, yeah, she wolf came and ate all nine sons. <laughs> um, you just get so much more like cool evocative imagery here. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it's good. I was uh, really, I'm glad we decided to do this. Immediately was like, oh, I see why you're like, you should do these. <laughs> yeah. But coming coming off of, uh, you know, we just come off of Silmarillion, which is like this, but like, Tolkien loves to go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh, it's just like the breeziest shit in the world. It's very good. Yeah, this is one of the things that uh, made me really get into sagas is, mm-hmm. I mean, I started reading them in, in high school, but some of it too was like, I mean, I was still reading them when I was living in Chicago because they're extremely easy to like take on a commute. Like you just sit on a bus or on a train and you can easily read like three or four chapters. Um, there's so many like built in stopping points. Uh so yeah, when I used to commute all the time before like podcasts were a solid part of my commuting schedule, um, I read so many sagas just riding around because uh, they're they're so easy to just chew through. Uh, yeah, no, that's when uh, I did a lot of my reading too back in the day. Uh, now I just uh, never never do that, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for now. I mean, I feel like as we get further into this, we can talk more about some of the the themes. But um, yeah, right now we kind of just get uh, kings butting up against fate, which is its own fun. But um, I think once we get like deeper into the saga, you know, next time and especially when we finish it, um, we might have more stuff to pull out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted this to be short just in case there's a lot of context that was necessary in our first episode. Turns out, nah, we were, you know, put, hit the ground running on this one. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Sometimes um, you have a kid and that kid's really strong and that kid has a kid. He's even stronger and it's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was, there was a moment when I was reading this where I was like, there is a little bit where like a saga like this is just anime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you see Bardock um, has Goku and then Goku <laughs> has Gohan and Gohan's the strongest of them all but he really likes books instead of fighting yeah <laughs> um, yeah this one's like generally stronger but does have the problem that he can't ingest poison <laughs> um, yeah I love these uh, anyway, I feel like we're done here. We can, yeah, yeah, we can we're done this. here. We'll be reading what is it, thirteen through twenty four next time, right? Um, I think so. I actually okay. forgot to double check this. If you go to the webpage at abnormalmapping.com slash longfire, you can see our schedule. Um, yeah, which uh, will have what chapters we're reading, and I'm gonna click it real fast and find out what we're doing because yes, oh, it's thirteen 29. through twenty nine. Yes. Yeah, it's like I feel like we went a little bit. I definitely did like even shorter for this first one um, mm. than the other two, okay. uh, in part just because I didn't know how much we need to get into, yeah. and also because I thought ending right before the hero shows up was one like fitting for what these are, and two kind of funny. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> um, That's fair. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to some some good shit in the next. Uh, 
the next reading. Uh, all right. Um, that'll be next week. Uh, this will be out on Thursday. That's the third. Um, <laughs> as I look down at yeah. my schedule, I'm like, all right, I gotta edit this as soon as I'm done. Um, yeah. And uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people could find me at Fox Mamnia on Twitter and co-host. Um, and if you go to exportodd.io, that's where you'll find all of my other podcasts. Uh, two of them you get a week early for uh, if you do the like one dollar tier. Um, the the first one is Ornate Stairwells, which is a movie podcast uh, where. My friend Autumn and I watch through, like, we watch a movie every week and then talk about it. Um, although right now we're doing Twin Peaks. Um, and also I, like, fell off of watching movies hard for a couple weeks because I watched all of uh, Gundam 0079. So um, movies will probably be coming back soon. But <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard of this Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the... Uh, other one that you get uh, a week early is Pondering Putan, which is a comedy podcast. Um, they never am quite sure how to sell because I think it's funny. I, but is that's, this I, is Pondering yeah. Putan a comedy podcast or is this week Autumn's manifesto about rock music in America? Um, I mean, it is Autumn's <laughs> manifesto about rock music in America. I'm just uh, saying that someday a court of law will use that episode against them. <laughs> yeah um it is it is very funny uh when connor and i both just say rem's not dad rock so there's still some comedy in there (laughs) um yeah so uh this is something fall in my closet uh and then my my other podcast uh which is not a week early mostly for logistical reasons um is ghost divers which is an anime podcast uh and i'm currently on recording hiatus but it's not going to affect release schedule because we're just trying to tighten up the turnaround between recording and release um but so right now the paranoia agent episodes are coming out um and the one in like a week um is going to be like i i had a lot of fun recording that one I, I put forth like a idea about what's happening in Paranoia Agent, so um, okay. highly recommend it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. We have a lot of them. Our main one is a game club that comes out every month called Abnormal Mapping. You can find it at thebestgame.club. We recently did an episode on Norco, which is an adventure game that came out earlier this year that's really good. We're about to play Snatcher, which is Hideo Kojima's uh, adventure game about what if Akira and Blade Runner and... Uh, God, what even else? Every, what if every 80s sci-fi movie was all happening at once? And it's actually pretty good because yeah. it's really stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a pretty good time playing Snatcher already. Um, we have a movie podcast uh, that is... So if you listen to Ornate Starballs and you enjoy it for its like considered takes on like the what it, what is in the frame of a movie and like the power of a picture, uh, I have one called Reptoy Screenings, reptoyscreenings.com, uh, that is like ideologically aligned but about the opposite <laughs> we agree on a lot of things but we just go about it in the opposite way it is yeah. mostly about like thematic content um and uh <laughs> it's good i I'm, I'm excited to go get back to recording we had to take a break because uh scheduling yeah. a podcast is hard um I have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to support the Abnormal Mapping shows at patreon.com slash mapping. We don't do early podcasts because I could never record that way. Uh, but we have a lot of uh, bonus premium podcasts at various tiers. $1 gets you a great Gundam project where me and my normal co-host Jackson uh, go through and are watching all of Gundam, the anime Gundam. We've been going for five years now. What's that? Uh, it's a fucking cartoon about <laughs> robots. Um, it's, it's often about politics. It's usually derogatory <laughs> but sometimes positively um it's been like great fun it's it's good we were like hundreds of episodes in and we've got hundreds of more to go we're in the middle of a uh cg kids show called superior defender gundam force which is honestly better than most of the gundam we've watched um <laughs> and we're watching my toddler really liked the first season no- of it uh-huh uh, not into did, season two yeah it was not as into season two that's a shame um, not a Genki Maru fan? Genki Maru is so fun. 
I think that like there's just like more moving around in terms of the plot, whereas season oh, yes, one absolutely. has so much just like this is the monster of the week kind of stuff. Yes. Um, that I think just is far more hooky for a, a three year old. <laughs> That's fair. That makes sense. Um anyway, uh five dollars is blockbusters where once a week or once a month me and Jackson sit down and talk about a Hollywood movie and just the weirdness of Hollywood film. We recently did one on uh uh, the Pelican Brief. We're recording one this weekend on Knives Out, which should be great. And at ten dollars, you get VoIP Life. Where just as a thank you, every two weeks we goof off and talk about stupid shit for an hour. Uh, we have one coming up with a uh, friend of our show's deal with Cena, um, which we recorded yesterday and was great fun. Um, that's everything. There's a lot of podcasts. This podcast, of course, you can find it at normalmapping.com/longfire. Um, it comes out every Thursday, other than the weeks it doesn't. <laughs> um, which will, our first break will be in what, like two? Th- we'll have two more episodes, then we'll take our first break. I think is how that goes. Yeah. Um, we'll announce those in advance. Um, if you'd like to send emails, we haven't really decided we're going to take emails, but we'll probably get to them. You can go to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com, and I will just handle those when we decide we have enough to do one. Probably not anytime soon. Probably not after Volsung and Saga. We'll probably wait a little bit. Um, yeah. If you like this, share it, retweet it re 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 chost it what do you say on reblog it on co-host like a normal yeah. person i don't like the verb chost i'll be honest <laughs> um it's unpleasant uh, but that's why i like it yeah rate and review all the things uh we'd appreciate it because we're just a, a little guy we're just a little guy yeah it's our um, birthday <laughs> <laughs> it is not it is decidedly not our birthday <laughs> um but uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. I, we don't have a sign off. I don't know what to do. Also, you're the host. I don't know why I just went into plug mode yeah. and became host again. Um, yeah, I don't have a sign off yet. Yeah. Um, I feel like one will come to me. All right. Yeah. Read for Ruin and the Red Dawn. And then we were out of the podcast. <laughs>